just so thankful for really the Lord um, is doing amazing things and incredible things. And sometimes we can get into our lives and our, our kind of our, our routine and our life and we don't really uh, recognize what the Lord is doing sometimes. We don't see it all the time. But how many know God is at work all the time and he's doing so, so many good things around us. And so, so many times I think it just when you wake up and you, you know, and, and kind of start the day and, and really talk to the Lord, sometimes you just need to see the bigger picture. It really helps and, and uh, just to see what God is doing. And you know, really what helps my wife and I uh, too is when we hear what the Lord is doing in your life and we see it and um, it's like, wow, God, you're doing so many good things, so many amazing things because we see it in the lives of those, amen, in our church, and so we're thankful for that. And uh, how many are just thankful for all that God did in 2023, right? I'm so thankful for that, right? We got so many good testimonies. Uh, what we're going to be doing in the next uh, few weeks is working on, and uh, really the month, is working on our financial reports, so our end-of-the-year report, and really it's... Um, includes our financial report, but it just talks about all that God did on this last year. And uh, as I began to look at some of the things that God did this last year, I was surprised. I was, I was oh, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember what God did. But I'm looking forward to what the Lord wants to do this year and all the things that God wants to do through us and in us and around us and uh, in our city and our community. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for that, right? Thankful for what the Lord wants to do and uh, just saying, Lord, here I am. I'm just uh, I, I'm, and I don't know if you feel like that, but sometimes like Isaiah and Isaiah 6, uh, we have to come to the Lord and say, here I am, um, but I got struggles, right? And uh, I, Isaiah said that to the Lord, here am I, send me, but I've got issues. And how many know the Lord wants to use us where we're at? Amen. And the Lord wants to use us in spite of what's going on in our life. And the Lord can use the things that are going on in our life to minister to other people. So be open for that. Amen. And those of you who aren't here, uh, you can see that yeah, we have a good crowd. And those of you who are here, this is your chance to sit in the, the better seat, the one that does, other people sit in all the time. So as I'm preaching, just slip out and say, hey, we want to sit in that really cool seat. So this is the time to do that. Um, and uh, we won't tell them when they come back next week or whatever uh, that you sat in their seat. But it'll be okay. And, uh, and, and, and you know, when, you, when we close our eyes and pray, that's time to do it. I mean, when you're praying and stuff, this is time to slip into that better seat. But uh, it's good to see everybody here today. And I'm glad to see all the people that are closer to the front, sitting close to the front. It's really great for uh, me who's uh, getting older and needs help as much as I can. Amen. But what we want to do is we want to open in prayer. Let's just thank the Lord. This is the first Sunday of 2024, and we just want to thank the Lord for all that he's done, but just really uh, just bless him and really dedicate this next year to the Lord, right? Amen. We want to do that. Father, we just thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, that you brought us here, and uh, here we are, Lord. We're just worshiping you ready to hear your word, ready to hear hope and encouragement and life from you, Lord, from your word. And I just pray, Lord, that you would encourage all those here, those listening online, and that today, Lord, whatever we share today, Lord, whatever I share today would encourage someone in their faith. We pray for those that aren't feeling well and those that can't be with us for sick and because of sickness, Lord. We pray for your healing power, your virtue to go over the, uh, the uh, kind of the... the, the oh, Wi-Fi lines, Lord, or whatever, and touch them in their body. We just pray that in Jesus' mighty name. We dedicate this year to you. We look forward to all that you want to do, and we just say with hope and anticipation, God, it's going to be good. You're going to do mighty things. In Jesus' name, and everybody prayed? Amen. Amen. So. 
Speaking of prayer, and uh, this is our week of fasting, I'm going to talk a little bit about prayer today, but I wanted to mention a couple things about fasting. Uh, if you've noticed, um, of course, we're going to be fasting this whole week, and uh, you know, as, as Micah had said, I think uh, last week, I think it was, uh, whatever, whatever you feel God calling you to fast, whether it's social media, I know Anthony said that today, whatever you feel God calling you to fast, you know, certainly we want to do that. Um, but how many know the very, pr- the primary thing we fast is food, the, the primary thing that we, we do is, is uh, food. And so uh, however the Lord leads you in that, there's different types of fast you can do. And some other things, we look at Jesus, our greatest example, who went 40 days without food or water, and uh, our champion in that, and how that he really showed us that you can really, um, really hear God and see God. And this is a time to really, uh, you know, hear the Lord. So uh, we want to do that. But also, you know, I've noticed that in the last, how many have noticed in the last five to seven years or something, uh, intermediate fasting is trending, right? So um, for health reasons, for uh, nutrition and things like that, to really pay attention to what you're eating and, and, uh, and really be healthy and lose weight, that's, you know, uh, intermediate fasting is a good thing. But how many know we're just catching up to what the Bible taught a long time ago, that fasting is good, amen? It's actually good for you and it's actually good and healthy. But how many know more than physically, spiritually, it's healthy? It's absolutely healthy for a Christian to make fasting a part of their prayer life. Many people think that fasting is separate from prayer, but how many know it's part of your prayer life? Fasting is something that you do while you're praying in prayer. You fast and pray. Amen. That's what we we do. There's a lot of religions that fast. There's a lot of teachings that are good about fasting, but one of the things as Christians we realize that fasting has a purpose. How many know the Lord's not going to tell you just to ignore food for a while or sacrifice for a while, be, you know, do self-denial for a while, uh, for just, just because to hurt yourself. I mean, the Bible uh, teaches us that God has a purpose in everything. And I believe that there's a great purpose in fasting, and I want you to get a hold of that. And so fasting really is something that involves a sacrifice, and it's that spiritual commitment to God. So if you, if you write that down and you think about fasting, as far as the Christian faith is concerned, it's really, it involves sacrifice. Yes, it does, but it is a spiritual commitment to God. Fasting increases uh, the intensity and the clarity in prayer. How many have found that out when you fast and pray, that it really increases your clarity in prayer? Just the intensity of prayer. How many know, because you don't have time to sit around and munch anymore, you're taking a break from that, now you got some time to pray. Amen. So it really does, and it, it, it inc- increases that. And so it's about sacrifice and cleansing and focus. And, uh, and the Bible teaches us that it's both personal and corporate. And so uh, as a church, we said corporately we're going to be doing this. We're going to be fasting together. I like what uh, Jensen Franklin said. Um, he has tremendous, a uh, couple books out on fasting, prayer and fasting, and, and tremendous uh, insight and knowledge on fasting. But one of the things that he said, it's common, he really says it almost every year. He says that fasting is about physical obedience brings spiritual breakthrough. How many know that if you physically obey God, there is a spiritual significance, there's spiritual breakthrough that comes. And so fasting is that form of humbling yourself before the Lord and that focused prayer. That's really what it is. Um, have you ever read scriptures where uh, our fam- the famous scripture that we read uh, in, in Zechariah where it says that if my people which are called by my name will what? Humble themselves and pray. Humble themselves and pray. Not just pray, but humble themselves and pray. How do you humble yourself? You do it by fasting. 
So the Lord, and a lot of times in the Old Testament, he's talking about humble yourself. Yes, it is to get on your knees as Moses and, and, and Aaron would. They'd get on their face before the Lord. Hezekiah would get on his face and pray before the Lord. I mean, you know, that's, that's humbling yourself. But the Bible makes it clear that a form of humbling that God requires is fasting. How I many you know it's better for us to humble ourselves than the God to humble us? I'd rather have God hum, uh, or I'd rather humble myself before the Lord than God humiliate me or humble me in, in ways that he can, right? Because I'm not listening or I'm not obeying or whatever. So better, better than, than going through a trial that's unnecessary, I'd rather humble myself and pray. So fasting is a way that we humble ourselves before the Lord. And I love what Derek Prince said on the sermon of prayer and fasting. He said that humility is an essential condition for effective prayer. There is no access to God in pride. Anything that enables us to humble ourselves is a priceless blessing. I mean, you know, that's good, isn't it? Amen. So as we go into this week of, 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 of fasting and prayer, amen, how many know it's easy to fast things that you really don't need? It's easy to fast things that you really aren't dependent on. But man, you, if you're a breakfast eater, if you're a person that needs to grab that coffee and you're, you're, you're schmuffin or whatever, you know, from sheets or whatever you do, and from Dunkin' Donuts, you, that's your daily routine. How many know it's a little harder to not do that and just kind of wake up or a little extra early, just drink water, and how many know that's a sacrifice, amen? So fasting is something that is a sacrifice. A lot of people are like, I'm fasting uh, cartoons this week. Well, I, that's just not going to cost you anything or whatever. You know, I, I'm fasting, you know, from going to the expensive stores and spending $500. I'm fasting that this week. I mean, that's great, but it's really not. Um, your wife is happy, but, you know, husband's happy, but, amen, it's not really costing you something. So how many know that's what fasting is all about? But ultimately, the heart of fasting is about this, and that is we want to see God move more than we need food, more than we want food, more than we desire our creature comfort. Amen. We want God to move. We want God to intervene. That's why we fast. And so also, it's not just that about God moving, which it is, but our goal is to seek God, to seek the Lord for our lives, for our, for our family, for our communities, is to pray on the behalf of other people. That's what it's about. So today, I want to talk to you about prayer and about uh, the different types of prayer, specifically intercession. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 1. I'm going to read that, and I'm going to read 1 John chapter 5. So turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 2. <clears throat> it says this. I'm reading out of the NIV. It says this. Uh, Paul is, is writing to Timothy to pass this on to the church there. I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live a peaceable and a peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. And this is good and pleasing into, to God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. Amen. That's, he's expressing God's desire. So God wants everyone to be saved. But notice what he says. I urge you, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, thanksgiving be made for all people. So there's all types of prayers that he's talking about here. Several different types of prayers that we see in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, it says, that This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us whatsoever things we ask, we know that he uh, will grant it to us. Amen. According to his will. So these are the things that we're approaching God about. These are, he said, if we ask anything 
anything, multiple things, according to his will, he hears us. Amen. But the, what I want to focus on is the, the different prayers and the different types of prayers that, that Paul writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 2. He says, with different types of prayer or diverse and focused prayer. That's what that means. It's diverse prayer or focused prayer. Now, it's not talking about uh, all kinds of different prayers from all other religions. It's not talking about uh, the, the prayers that you just kind of wing and make up or uh, any type. He's saying that there's different types of prayer, but according to the will of God. How many believe that God wants us to pray according to his will? Amen. How many know there's a right way to pray, there's an effective way to pray, and then there's an ineffective way to pray? But I want to just focus on the different types of prayer. And we could add to this list and, and to this teaching. Uh, there's, there's so much you could talk about with prayer, and, uh, and that's why we, we do. We preach about it throughout the year and encourage you to pray but because there's so many things we could talk about. But with different types of prayer. One of the things that I have to understand, a couple things about prayer before I kind of get into this, and that is the heart of our relationship with the Lord is prayer. That really it is about prayer. I don't know what your prayer life is like, amen, but I like someone said it's, it's not about a time of prayer, it's a life of prayer. How many believe that? It's a lifestyle of prayer. It's a life of prayer. Prayer is like breathing to the Christian. It's necessary. We have to have it, and we can do it naturally, uh, and, and it's our lifeblood. It's our lifeline to the Lord. It's about a relationship with God. Many people are like, I'll do my thing. I won't talk to God. I won't get into his word, but when I need him, he better be there. How many know it doesn't work that way? Prayer is that open door. Prayer is that access point. It's that gateway, but also the pathway in our relationship with the Lord. Amen. There's a couple things I love about um, the teachings of prayer in the Bible we see. I believe, first of all, it's so important to understand that God hears prayer. <laughs> Anybody? No, he said, I'm not a God made of stone or wood or statue that it's dead and you just pray and it bounces off and, and I can't hear you. He said, I'm a living God. I hear prayer. How many believe God has ears and he hears prayer? He hears your prayer. Some of, the, some of us have prayed those desperation prayers. Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll go to church. Lord, if you just help me, I'll do that. Some of us have prayed those prayers. Some of us, what we call jailhouse prayers or foxhole prayers. We prayed those prayers. We prayed those emergency prayers, right? We prayed those desperate prayers. Lord, I need you right now. Amen. How many know there's all types of different prayers, amen, that we pray? But God wants us, wants us to understand and get into this new year in the next couple of weeks talking about, we want to talk about an encounter with God, but really it starts with prayer. God hears prayer. Psalms 34 verse 4 says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. Verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are are open to their cry. Verse 17, the righteous cry and the Lord hears them and delivers them out of all their troubles. I believe God hears our prayer. That's one of the things that when I pray to the Lord, I am fully convinced, fully aware and fully convinced that God, he's listening today. That's why it's important that I pray according to his will. I don't just pray prayers just off the cuff like help me, bless me and that's good, I did my thing. I know God's listening. I mean, God's listening. That's why when I pray to the Lord, it's really heartfelt. It's like when you're having a conversation with somebody. How many like to have a conversation with somebody and they're not even looking at you? They're not even on the same page. They, they're not even listening to you. I mean, I mean, oh, you ever been? It's like 
I got to go, right? We're not even going to have a conversation. But I understand when I pray that God hears me. Proverbs 15, 20, 29 says, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. In Psalms, it says that God delights in the prayers of the righteous. That's what he loves. Amen? How many know it's like that's his favorite thing on the menu? He delights in it. He loves it. That's his favorite thing is when, when righteous people pray. When you and I pray, God loves it. I don't know about you, but I'd, I'd love for God to be, uh, you know, kind of like giving God something he loves, amen, and he wants and he delights in, and that is my prayer. I know that God delights in my prayer. Some of my prayers don't make sense. Some of my prayers go unanswered. Some of my prayers, uh, I, I, I don't feel, you know, uh, you know, this electricity all the time when I pray, but I do know one thing, God is listening, Amen. In 1 Peter, Peter had a tremendous revelation of this. In 1 Peter chapter 3, it says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open to, to their prayers. Amen? So I want you to have confidence today that God hears your prayers. How many know, be, be like David. You ever, you ever been like David where you complain? <laughs> How many have ever complained to the Lord? Have you ever done that? I mean, it's like a whole session. It's like, get ready, God. Get your notepad out, because I got a lot of things to complain about, Right? And I, I don't know about you, but God is so patient with me. He, he just hears me. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, and what about that? And what about this? And you know, that one time, and then she said this, and then that person did this, and then that. And how many know the Lord hears our complaints? Amen? Lord, look at this house. I mean, look at this apartment. I mean, look at this car. I mean, come on, Lord, right? All these other people, my neighbors just got a brand new car, make the same money I do, and I'm, they got this 1990 thing going on, Right? How many of the Lord hears our complaints? He, he's patient with us and he hears our complaints. So he hears our prayer, amen. Second thing, and I need to move on. The second thing I love about prayer when it comes to my relationship with the Lord is that God honors faith. God is not interested. One of the things I learned a long time ago, God is not interested in all the high and lofty words that I, that I use. He doesn't care if I speak in King James. For thou has made this. I mean, the Lord just, I mean, he's not really, you know, it doesn't move him, right? I mean, sometimes I just talk to him like he's my best friend or he's just, I mean, you know, come on, right? And we just, he, he, but he honors faith. So whether it's, uh, you know, I got great faith or whether it's just small faith, he honors faith. Jesus teaches us that just a little bit of faith can move mountains. God honors faith. It's not this ritual that we would go through that you have to, when the stars align and you have all the right words and all the right things and I put this in front of this and I said that right this way and I did it on a Sunday and two o'clock and, and no, it's not about that. It's about faith. So God honors faith. I love that about the Lord. The Bible says that when there were some friends that couldn't get, when some people that couldn't get their friend who was sick in the front door, they put a hole in the roof and they lowered their friend down and so just that he could be healed by Jesus. And the Bible says when Jesus saw their faith. And how many know that the Lord is looking and he sees your faith, amen? So when you pray and you come before the Lord, listen, you may be discouraged, you may be full of anxiety, you may be full of fear, you may be just frustrated, but God honors faith, amen? Let your faith outdo your frustrations and your fears, amen, because God honors faith. James talks about the prayer of faith will save the sick. So God recognizes faith, he honors faith, and even if it's a little bit of faith, God honors faith, amen, because prayer is not about manipulating the hand of God, it's about moving the heart of God, 
And my faith moves the heart of God. How many believe that? My faith moves the heart of God. If God hears my prayer, he delights in the prayers of the righteous, then if I just call to him and I just talk to him a little bit, amen, he honors that faith. Amen? Amen. He honors that faith. So many times we think of, oh, to be a great prayer warrior and a great intercessor, you need all this faith and know all the scriptures and know this and this and this, and you have to be you know, this kind of uh, position with God and you've got to, no, no, it's about your faith. Amen? Amen. How many remember that old song that says, you don't need a whole lot, just use what you got. Faith, faith, faith. Amen. God uses our faith. Amen. And so one of the things I just want to throw this out as you're praying, one of the things I've done over the years is I, I just pray with this attitude that I'm expecting a miraculous answer from the Lord. That, that's my attitude, that I'm coming before God who can do all things, who's perfect in every way, who is over all things, all powerful. He's the one that can do it. I'm coming to him with that attitude like, Lord, you can do this. And so that's how the Lord wants us to do. And, and sometimes, let me just encourage you to do this, sometimes... Before you start out with your petitions and prayer, before you ask the Lord anything, I want to just kind of encourage you, start out reminding God of what he's already done. Start, because you need to hear that and remind yourself of what the Lord has done. Just don't go into, okay, God, I have to have this, I have to have this and this. No, start by maybe even like a testimony. Lord, I remember when I was this and this happened. I remember, God, I just asked, and there it was, and you did it, God. Lord, I remember that time that there was a sickness in my family, and, and, and they called me, and it was middle of the night, and it was bad, and it didn't look good, but I prayed, and, we, and Lord, you answered my prayer, and that person got healed, and I want to thank you for it. Amen. I mean, that's a good way to start out prayer. Yes. Amen? So I want to encourage you to do that. You know, I just want to tell you a story real quick before I get into the, uh, give you the, the list of different types of prayer. But um, recently I read this story and I thought it was really cool. It was called the Fulton Street Prayer Revival. Back in 1857, there was a young man by the name of Jeremiah Lampier, and he was a businessman in New York City. Just had a, a, a real burden to pray and pray for the businesses and businessmen in New York City. And so in, in 1857, he started a prayer meeting. Uh, it was just with the local businessmen there. And they just did it for one hour a week. Started with six people. Well, that prayer meeting grew to about 40 people. And uh, they started praying every day. So those 40 people, those six people, I went to 40 people. And then it went from one time a week to daily. And, and around that time, that there was this um, a, a tremendous uh, financial panic hit the country. And banks were closing. And it was just a tremendous uh, uh, anxiety and, and uh, a panic that happened and kind of a crash there financially. And because of those prayer meetings, within six months, there was 20,000 people praying in New York City, over 20 different locations in, in, in that time. And in fact, between 1858 and 1859, they called it the miracle year. Amen. Did you know that during those times, also some great men of God and missionaries came out of that movement? Uh, I believe it was Dwight L. Moody, uh, it was Andrew Murray, and William Booth, who was the founder of the Salvation Army. Amen. Because of this prayer meeting, this one businessman who said, I want to pray, and I believe if we get people together, and if we pray and have faith, that God's going to do something amazing. Amen. 
And so I don't know about you, but God wants to do something amazing in your life, in, your, in this area, in your family, and come on, in this community. God wants to, and so that's why we call prayer meetings together. That's why, we, and when we get together, prayer is so powerful. We can't take it for granted. We can't just say, well, uh, I just, you know, I, I'm going to pray, uh, you know, bless my day. Now I lay me down to sleep. No, we got to understand that, man, when God hears us and sees my faith, things can happen. Amen. How many know that? Let me just give you a couple types of prayer, and maybe you found yourself in these types of prayer or moving in these types of prayer, and I'll give you the scripture references. I won't um, kind of go through all of them, but we'll just say them anyways. But there are seven types that I just want to bring out. Number one, there's the prayer of worship. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, 15, that we need to continually worship, continually thank the Lord, come before the Lord with thanksgiving. Amen. There is the prayer of thanksgiving. So then there's a prayer of worship and the prayer of thanksgiving. In Psalms 100, we see that this is how we log in to prayer. Amen. Come on. Enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. This is how you log in. This is, this is it. And then the password is praise. So this is how we log in. It's Thanksgiving. And so it's the prayer of Thanksgiving. So many people come to the Lord first with their list, amen, of all the things they want God to do. But maybe you need to try, turn and do something different. Come to the Lord with a list of Thanksgiving. All the things that you're thankful for. And I believe that by the time you get done, you'll be like, ah, my needs weren't that big a deal anyways. Lord, I'm not really that afraid anymore. I don't really have that much anxiety about this anymore because I believe you can handle it, amen. There's the prayer of faith, the Bible says. In James chapter five and all through the Old Testament, we see that there was a faith mixed with prayer. The prayer of faith, James says, will save the sick. And there's the prayer of consecration. There, there's that dedication, prayer of dedication. Jesus, in John chapter 17, prayed for the disciples. That prayer of consecration. And he dedicated himself and the disciples to the Lord. There's the prayer of the Holy Spirit. Really the prayer or spiritual prayer. There's that spirit-fueled prayer. The uh, Holy Spirit fuels our prayers. In Romans 8, it says that the Holy Spirit will help our infirmities. Help us in the areas that we're weak. Amen. And there's the prayer of forgiveness. In Mark 11, Jesus said, when you pray forgive. That's the first thing he said. When you pray, forgive. When you go to pray, so when you in your car and you're like, you know what? I'm going to start praying. I'm going to, I'm going to have a time of prayer. The, Jesus said, forgive. The first thing, forgive. So there's the prayer of forgiveness. How many know Jesus prayed that prayer of forgiveness when he said on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Amen. And then the seventh thing, again, there's more to this list we could add, but just the seventh thing, and that is the prayer of intercession. In Daniel chapter 9, Daniel prayed three times a day for the nation of Israel, and he prayed constantly that God would uh, help them and change their hearts and that they would be successful in captivity and that God would turn and free them from captivity and that God would keep every promise that he made to the nation of Israel. So this is the prayer of intercession. We see this also in James and, and then Jesus gives us this. And I just want to focus on this word intercession for just a second. It obviously means to intercede means this strong, continual plea, like an attorney that just keeps just asking the judge and pleading before the judge, taking your case before the judge. How many know Jesus is called the great intercessor? 
He's pleading your case before heaven and before the throne right now. Amen? I love that about the Lord. He's a very, he's a very powerful attorney. He, he's, a very, uh, uh, kinda, uh, he's a very aggressive attorney in the sense that he's going to plead that case and he's going to bring all the facts and evidence and he's going to make it very clear, but he's going to do it over and over and he's just that persistent attorney in heaven for me that's pleading my case. Amen. And that's what it means to intercede. When you stand in the place, when you represent somebody else's needs, and you do it consistently and persistently. That's what it means to intercede. You know, when I was younger, I always thought, wow, I've heard of intercession and, and, and intercessory prayer and intercession. I thought, well, wow, that's for people that have been in the Lord for a long time. And I mean, they're spiritual giants. And they're, I mean, I, would, I could never get there. I mean, it's going to take me years to get there. But how many know, if you can pray, you can intercede. Amen? Come on. If you can pray, you can intercede. Intercession is just simply being consistent over a long period of time and bringing one thing or a couple things before the Lord and being obstinate about it, stubborn about it, and pleading that case before the Lord. That's what intercession is all about. How many know there's times that we intercede? How many are praying for a loved one right now, maybe a son or a daughter, and you just haven't stopped praying? You've been praying for years and years and years and years. Amen. That's intercession. That's one of the forms of intercession. And you know, when, how many have ever been really burdened about something? Something came up and you're like, I am so burdened. I am so uh, troubled or burdened about this. And that's all you can think about. That's all you can pray about. Every time you go to pray, that's all you can pray. How many have been there? That's all you can pray. And it, that's intercession. And, and the Lord wants you to understand there's days that you get up and you pray for your needs and you go through, as Paul said, you go through your thanksgiving and you go through your petitions and you, and you go through those things, but then there's times that you intercede. So I want to encourage you that this week, I'm, I believe that there's some of you that are going to intercede, that are going to have a time of intercession, amen? So it could be in your car, it could be in the office, it could be at your home, it could be whatever, but inter intercession takes place, uh, really it, you stand in the place of other people, amen. And so when we intercede for others, we stand in agreement with God's love, God's desires, his plan, his will for that person or that uh, situation, amen. Let me just give you a quick, quickly some types of intercession. Uh, that we see in the Bible. I believe there's personal intercession. The Bible teaches us there's personal intercession. This is praying for a particular person uh, or, or just one thing. It's adopting a person uh, in intercession. It could be just one person or a few. So it's personal intercession. And we're focused on people or a person. And then there's mercy intercession. This is where when you feel the heart of God for a person or situation and a lot of times there's tears, there's agony, there's, there's this cry for mercy. How many have ever cried out for mercy for someone? Amen, or for something, amen. Lord, we need your mercy. Crying out for mercy for a person or situation. And so uh, Jeremiah was considered the weeping prophet because many times when he'd go to pray and he'd start praying, he would just start weeping over oh, for the nation of Israel, for the, for the condition of the world, for, the, the, you know, for, for how everything was going at his time. And the Bible says he was a weeping prophet. There's mercy intercession. Jesus wept over Jerusalem. He, he cried over the spiritual condition of Jerusalem at that time. How many know that's mercy? How many really are crying out for mercy for a situation? Amen. You just need to see the Lord intervene. Lord, with mercy. Amen. In, in, uh, in the Old Testament, the minor prophet said that in, in judgment, Lord, in your judgment, remember mercy. 
Lord, in the midst of all that needs to happen, remember mercy. I've prayed that over people's lives. Lord, what they're going through, I understand. It was terrible. It was bad. It was, it was a, a shame. But Lord, remember mercy. I've never been there, right? Amen. And just a few other things. Uh, how many of there's crisis intercession? This is these times that were awakened by the SOS from God, that, that emergency alert text from the Lord. Amen. This is, uh, uh, many people feel this call to, to pray and are very good at praying in crisis situations. And they're like the paramedics of prayer. <laughs> they're right there. They're first responders. They're, they can handle any situation. It's, it's messy. It's bad. And, but there is that intercession of crisis. And you'll find yourself in situations where you get a phone call, middle of the night, something happens, you run out, and there's that, Lord, we got to pray right now. There's a crisis intercession. Amen. There's the list intercession. Now, this is where I come in. This is that list intercession. If you know me or of course my wife will tell you, I'm a list guy. Everything's got to be about a list. I need a list. I need a grocery list. Okay, just, just text me the grocery list. Okay, I need the menu list. What does everybody want? What's your order? Okay, text me the list. I need the list, right? How many do that, right? And by the way, people that go by a list every day, a things to do list, are 25% more productive than the average person, by the way. So... Right? So, I like lists. But you know, this is also the office of administration. That's how the Lord moves in my life. That's how I see things. That's how I think. And the Lord, so, but how many of the Lord isn't afraid of a list? Right? Come on, some of you just got rid of your Christmas list, and some of you didn't get anything on that Christmas list, so that carries over to next year. So that list is twice as long as this year. But we have that list. We bring that list, and there's, there's times where we bring our list of intercession to the Lord. This is that function and structure that comes, that, that structure of, 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 of a list that we have, and we put it, things in priority, and here's, what I, here's my petitions, here's, my, here's what I'm praying about, here's what I, I need you to do, Lord. And we pray from this endless list. And the Lord, I believe, really honors this, and he's patient with us. But how many know it's a list intercession? Um, years ago, when we had um, all-night prayer meetings, and, and you would have to have a, you had a two-hour slot, right? And the killer was 12 to 2. I mean, everybody that made it 12 to 2 shift, it was like, wow. I mean, there was, there was you know, it was tough, right? And the whole weekend, you were tired. But 12 to 2, you're praying. 12 to 2. Dust in the middle of the night, by the way. 12 to two, when everybody else in the world is sleeping and snoring and dreaming, you're praying, right? And I'll never forget that, that I was like, oh man. And a lot of guys, you know, we're in the prayer meeting. Some people are laying on the ground. Some people are sitting in a chair. I had to walk to stay awake. That was me. So I was doing the zombie prayer, right? Do that. And one of the things the Lord showed me way back then about praying for a long time, whether you can pray for a couple hours, whether it's an hour straight or two hours or three hours, four hours, the Lord showed me is he said, I want you to look at every situation and I want you to give me about 10 minutes on each particular situation. We used to have lists back in the day. I'll never forget. So I was like, okay, list number one. Here we go. We're praying for this. And I'd go through that list and I'd spend 10 minutes, even if I didn't know those people, I didn't care about that country, whatever it was, you know what I mean? I had no idea. And I'd do that. And the Lord taught me. And you know, those two hours went by fast. It still hurt, but they went by faster. And, uh, but the Lord showed me that you, sometimes you've got to take each situation and go through those details and pray out those things. And how many of those list in intercession? Amen. Amen. 
There's financial intercession. This is people that really can pray and they have faith for large sums of money and miracles of provision and usually for other people and, and, or themselves or situations, you know, whether it's uh, their bills or whether it's a project that's going on at work. Uh, this is financial intercession. The Lord wants us to be able to pray about large sums of money, provision, come on, or maybe it's $5. How many have ever prayed about just couple bucks, Lord. I'm just short a couple bucks. That's right. We do. Well, there's financial intercession. Then there's global intercession. I know people that I prayed with them and we were going to pray over the map of the world. And I'm like, touch everybody. Right. That was my prayer. Just bless everybody. Right. And this person, man, they started praying about Afghanistan and Pakistan and all these other countries and, and Uruguay and all these things. And I was like, really? But they just had that heart to pray for people and other nations and uh, international organizations and missionaries and uh, countries all over the world. There's global intercession. There's worship intercession. They're singing prayers. The Bible talks about that they would sing prayers in the Old Testament. Jesus would sing prayers uh, at the communion, the Last Supper. The Bible says they, they sang a hymn. What well, was a prayer? It was Psalms 118 and Psalms 119. Amen. So worship, putting music on, uh, worship music on while you pray. This is worship intercession. There's salvation interception where it's a tremendous fervency for those who don't know the Lord and this burden for lost people and uh, who are around you and those that don't know Jesus as salvation intercession. There's government intercession, people who are drawn to intervene for different kinds of government, whether it's church government, city government, national government, courts, laws, uh, decisions, decrees, all those things, political um, uh, things that are going on, and they just have that ear to the ground, as it were, in, in the political world, and they're concerned about the government and, and all those things. That's government intercession. You know, the Bible talks about that people like Daniel and some others, they prayed, uh, Joseph prayed for their nation. They prayed for the kings, and they prayed for the governments. And how I many you know Paul talks about this? He says, well, we need to pray for the kings and those who are leaders and those around us, Right? We need to pray for those people. And it doesn't matter whether you voted for them, whether you like them, and, and whether they're, you know, whatever. The Bible says that we need to pray for them. There's government intercession, amen, pleading with God to change a nation. And so I, I want to encourage you today that as we follow the Holy Spirit, that we can be fluid in different types of intercessions, different types of prayers. And sometimes the Lord will emphasize one over another, or we'll go through a season that we're praying. And I want you to be sensitive to that as a Christian. You say, well, I'm not, I've only been a Christian a little bit, or I'm not that, whatever, I haven't been Christian very long. It doesn't matter. If you can pray, you can intercede. If you can pray, there's all kinds of different prayers, amen? And there's times that you're praying for mercy, there's times you're praying for, amen, salvation, there's praying, praying for the, the whole city, you're praying for the nation, there's times you're praying for your finances, and the fi you're praying for healing, you're praying for deliverance, right? Uh, uh, I don't know about what you're praying for, but how many know, we know that God hears and answers prayer. And so this week, as we go into this week of fasting, it's not just about self-denial and what you're not, what you're giving up and posting on social media. Look at the big sacrifice I'm making. How many know it's not about that? It's about seeking God, seeking the Lord, standing in the place of other people, crying out to God. I don't know about you, but there's things that are going on in our city and our community that we cannot do ourselves. 
We can have great ideas. We can, we, can, we can have all the concern we want, but we've got to see God step in. We've got to have the hand of the Lord moving in our day, in our generation, in our time. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I pray like Isaiah in Isaiah 64, God, that you would open the heavens, that you would crack open the heavens, break open the heavens, and come down and do something about this. Amen? How many know, are you praying? I'm praying for Williamsport. I'm praying for this community, this area, this whole region that Lord, the Lord is gonna have his way, amen. But we, if we understand that there's different types of prayer, God can use us in mighty ways. How many believe that? Amen. amen. Come on, let's stand on our feet today. I wanna leave you with a scripture on prayer and about prayer. And uh, today, we, I don't know how many altar workers we have here, uh, but if you need prayer, we'd love to pray with you. And at the end of the service, we're gonna pray together. Amen, uh, today, before we leave. But I want to leave you with this scripture, a very familiar passage of scripture, James chapter 5, verse 16. Um, and and as, as James is talking to the church there, and he, and he really is, is addressing prayer in a very specific way. You want to read that, James chapter 5. He says this, he says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you might be healed. How many know healing happens when we pray? Right, And we can see each other and, and healing in each other's lives when we pray for one another. Confess your faults before one another. Pray for one another. You may be healed. Because why? The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It means this, that the, the, the prayers of Christians has great power and produces amazing results. Effectual fervent prayer, we heard over, over the years, we've heard it. It's really this depth of prayer. It's this meaningful prayer. This, this prayer that's full of purpose and has faith behind it. Amen. And James goes on to say, he said, look, these are effective prayers. But he said, don't pray ineffective prayers or selfish prayers, idle prayers or misguided prayers or just religious rhetoric. Don't do that. Jesus taught us that. Don't just say a bunch of words to say a bunch of words. Don't, don't appear to pray. He said, you really need to pray. And so I don't know where you're at in your prayer life and, and, and where God is, has been moving in your life, but I want you just to pray more this week. I want you to get in and just say, Lord, I'm going to pray effective prayers. I'm going to pray meaningful prayers, prayers of faith. Amen. Because there's tremendous power that's, that is released as we pray. How many believe that? Tremendous power. Amen. It's not just saying a bunch of uh, uh, words. We're not talking to a, uh, an idol of stone or, or a God of sticks or, or God that we made up in our mind or somewhere out in the stars no he's a very real God amen and his name is Jesus amen and he is is there the Bible says that seated at the right hand of the father forever making intercession for us I love that about the Lord amen and so this week I'm just bound and determined that we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna really pray and touch heaven about some things and really talk to the Lord about some things and bring my petition to the Lord about some things but because I know that God hears and answers prayer and I know that God honors faith. And I know that God is concerned about what I'm praying about. How many know you walked into this church today and maybe there's some things going on in your life and you really need God to move. You really need the Lord in your life. Amen. I want you to know God is so concerned about that. He's very concerned about that. So many times we think that, oh, Lord, you don't want to mess with my life. It's so petty. It's so little. You've got other things. You're bigger. You've you, you, you got this war in the Middle East to worry about. You've got this. You've got that. Amen. But how many know he's concerned about every little detail of your life? Every single detail. How many believe that about the Lord? I love that about him. And so don't be afraid to lift your voice this week and pray. Amen. Before the Lord. Amen. Before we leave today, I just want to request that we pray corporately 
uh, for our city, amen, and for our uh, just surrounding area. I know there's some things that have come up in the last few days, in the last week or so, and, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody about it, and just seems to be a lot of mixed feelings and some things going on in our community. I don't know about you, but I want to pray for our city, amen. I want to pray for our community. I want to pray for peace and unity. I want to pray for the Christians uh, in our city and, and, and that the Lord uh, really moves in such a way, amen, that our city is a city that is one of health, amen, of peace and unity, but also we're one that churches come together and work together, and we can come together, and even though we face certain things as a city, we can still love one another, we can still come together, we can still seek good things in our community, come on, amen, and I want to pray that, one of the things I want to pray is that the ministries and the organizations that are reaching people of tremendous need, mental health needs, and uh, addiction needs that God blesses them in such an amazing way that they see such amazing results this year. Amen. I don't know about you, but I, I want to see the, come on, I want to see the, the, the odds turn around. Amen. I want to see, amen, the, 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 the percentage of success go up, amen, in, in rehab and recovery and some of the other things. I want to see the success rate go up in this area, amen, that this is a very, come on, this is a very successful area, amen, as far as recovery and, and uh, deliverance and see, all that stuff, amen, and I'm also praying that this is one of the worst cities for drugs. This is one of the worst places to buy them, the worst place to get them, and, and, and it just, it, everybody gets arrested here, I mean, it just doesn't work, come on, that's what I'm praying for. Amen. It doesn't work. It's not going to, I mean, you just can't do it. It's not easy to do it. Amen. Because there's too many good people here. There's too many good, good people of faith in this area. Amen. I want to pray for God's deliverance. I want to pray for God's power. Can we do that?